0: Fueled by the Outdoors, your source for hunting, fishing, archery, and all things outdoors. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. I'm your host, Rick Cates. Uh, Chris isn't here with me tonight. He's shooting Winter Nationals somewhere in the hills of North Carolina. So good luck to him. And tonight, though, I've got a guest that we've been trying to get on for, I don't know, how long's it been? Two months. Two months. <laughs> Two months. Oh. <laughs> Got it. There we go. Two months. Uh, this is Vinny DeMiro. You want to be called Vincent? which you prefer?
1: You can good. You're good with Vinny. <laughs> My cousin Vinny.
0: My cousin Vinny. So uh Vinny is a buddy of mine from college. So I think I've known you since two thousand three. Yep. So going better, on twenty years almost. Going on twenty years. So better part of uh, you know two decades. So. Yes, sir. Um One of the reasons that we wanted to have you on, um, and I'm kind of glad that Chris isn't here because it's always that weird thing of like if you're mixing friend groups. Yeah. So um, I'm glad you're here and it's just me and you and uh, just chilling out, having a conversation. But the main reason uh, that I'm having you on is because for years I've tried to get you to come hunting uh, over anything, deer, turkey, squirrels, and never happened. Never happened last year you showed some interest, like I'll go out and I'll shoot something big as long as it's like a deer or something. Didn't happen like
1: a tiger <laughs> some stuff that can really hunt you back, yeah, absolutely
0: um so uh lo and behold, though, I get a phone call. when was that in December?
1: Yeah, late December, I think uh we went the second week of January on our hunting trip,
0: so you went duck hunting.
1: That I did, good sir. I went instead of going tiger. I went absolutely the opposite direction and hunted uh, Daffy and Donald a little bit. So it was an experience.
0: Well, yeah, I think it, I think it's it, it's a good one to have at the same time too. But I, w- I want to kind of give people your background as well, uh, just to kind of like walk through like your experience just with the outdoors in general, um, like up until what, November of last year? I don't know that you'd ever even
1: picked up a shotgun. Yeah, how many listeners do you have so I know who I'm embarrassing myself in front of? <laughs> um, yeah, if it wasn't on a ball field of some sort, nature wasn't exactly uh, a man's best friend for me. Uh, I had never been camping. Uh, I had never shot um, anything from a bow and arrow to a uh, shotgun, handgun, however you want to put it. So, yeah, I was the only cat out there calling shells bullets. Um <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm going to need some more bullets for this shotgun over here. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, zero to 100, but life's all about experiences. So uh, if I'm being honest, it was for work, so I had to go. Some Um, people
0: go on golf trips. Some people get to go on duck hunting trips.
1: That's right. So, yeah, I'm the guy who would rather go on the golf trip. But uh, lo and behold, uh, I actually uh, absolutely loved it, to be honest with you. So um, I'll let you kind of dive in. To what details you want to know why I loved it or yeah, how yeah, I'm not convinced. So, uh, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, went to uh, it's I guess duck hunting, uh, the mecca of duck hunting is in Humphrey, Arkansas. So, in the uh, in the Mississippi Flyway, is that what yeah. they kept calling it? Very good. So, I yeah, I mean, they're telling me all this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, what do you guys said? So, uh, before I leave, you know, I have no idea. Uh, one of our manufacturers had, uh, had taken us down there and invited us to come duck hunting. They do it every year. Uh, So myself and the VP of our company, we go out, and uh, before I leave, I'm like, hey, you know, Rick, uh, I know you hunt. What do I need to go buy from Field and Stream? And he literally drops off uh, a bag of stuff that looked like the movie Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger, (laughs) and he's getting ready to get on the boat at the end of the movie. Just this arsenal of waiters and – sock hats and hoodies and t-shirts and all this camo i couldn't even see half of it because it was so blended in but uh very grateful for that so yeah we go we drive down to arkansas and we show up at five oaks which is like the, i guess the resort of resorts down there it's like the four seasons or the hilton and uh just you know lodging and all this good stuff and they're like yeah uh to warm us up we went goose hunting don't recommend that <laughs> sit that one out if anyone ever baffles you into uh, goose hunting but uh i guess the cool part is uh rick when you guys have gone hunting do you guys have to put out all your stuff i guess decoys and stuff like that
0: um so traditionally like yeah we'll, we'll go and i mean it's been years since i've been duck hunting but yeah you get out there you know three four in the morning set your spread out all that kind of stuff build your blind if you already haven't gotten it built out or anything like that
1: Yeah. If you want to make it sexy for me, I didn't have to do any of that. (laughs) I just, uh, I woke up and I shot shit basically. Um, no. So the, the night we got in town, uh, in the evening, I guess right before dusk is the best time to hunt geese. Um, and they set out all the decoys. I was like 150 decoys and big spread. Yeah. Big glad I didn't have to do that. Uh, there was 10 of us. They set up our blinds in a trench. Uh, this was the first time that that part of Arkansas had seen snow in, like, five years. So it was freezing, and they were not used to it. I was definitely not a fan, but uh, we saw, like, three geese.
0: Canada's there, or speckle bellies.
1: Come on, now. I, I, mean, <laughs> were, were they, I were saw they, mother goose. Were, yeah. were they
0: the geese that you see, like, uh, near your pond, or were you. they – Okay, so they were, they're speckle bellies.
1: Yeah, so uh, all I know is when we left there, and we only got to shoot it one – of the geese we saw. So we saw one goose really land in our zone uh, in the open field. But, yeah, they were all hanging out uh, in the trench uh, about two miles down the road, so we weren't too happy about that. Uh, duck hunting, you can take me duck hunting whenever you want because uh, that, that was the stuff. Uh, it was really cool to kind of see. Um, the most exciting part was for me was the dog, to be honest with you. Uh, the way the dogs were trained was mind-numbing. And I'm not even into hunting, but the, the – the, Guy, we had the guide. I guess is what they called it. He goes, "Yeah, I wouldn't be able to have this dog if I had kids because it's like a mortgage." <laughs> but it was, uh, it was heavily, uh, <laughs> it was heavily. Um, how uh, word I want to see? I was baffled by what this dog could do. Like he was just trained. Well, yeah, trained. I mean, the guy, the guy. So we get off the boat. Dog gets in the blind with us, and the blind we were in was called the Hilton. It's right on the water. Again, first time they seen snow, so he had to go out there and bust up all the ice. I guess uh, ducks want to see moving water, so it looks like ducks are landing in the area. Mm-hmm. But um, so we shoot our first uh, set of ducks as soon as they come down. We blast two. Uh, we were shooting over unders, if I am saying that correctly. Yeah, over under. So that was that was nice. Not a big a bunch of shell cleanup there, but um, ducks are laying out there. He's like, all right, I think we have a good chance here, good opening, and he sends them out. He goes out about thirty yards. And he can't find one of the ducks because it's still dark out or just, I mean, the sun's not even fully up, but it's still kind of dark where we're in the shaded area. Yep. And the, do- the dog stops dead in his tracks in freezing water and looks back and he goes back and he holds up a white towel with his right hand. And that told the dog to go further back, but to the right the dog goes back about <laughs> another 10 yards, still can't find it. He goes back, holds up a black towel to the left. Guides him over to the left because the water was drifting the the dead duck over. He picks it up and just comes on back. Duck wasn't dead fully yet. <laughs> Cracks its neck. Let's say, gives you it back. the old uh, ring around yeah, it. Yeah, he gives it the old finish move and uh, hangs it up in the booth there. And I was like, oh, all right, that's that's how this is going to be. <laughs> so it was a uh, it was an experience. We ended up killing our limit. I didn't know there was a limit, but killed uh, six each. ...is the limit so we ended up taking home 18 ducks that day Jesus so, yeah we were uh we were hitting targets I'll tell you that right now
0: I mean that that's that's kind of the cool part of this though is that if you if you go out your first time I don't think anybody expects to kill a limit of ducks um but like you are you were in the mecca and just to be clear Um, the guy that I know that was in Stuttgart, which is, I don't know, maybe 50, 60 miles. Oh, it wasn't that far because we saw it. Okay. So so Stuttgart, um, they went down and, uh, geese hunted, uh, goose hunted that week and they absolutely murdered him. They didn't see a damn duck.
1: Oh, really? (laughs) Swear to God. (laughs)
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, I had dinner with him and he's like, I didn't see a damn duck down there but he goes, we killed a ton of geese. So, and I'm thinking, I'm like, well, Vinny was like less than 20 miles away from you and all, all the ducks. All, all the ducks all, were over if there. If we just <laughs>
1: sat out there, we, we stopped early because we killed our limit. If we just sat out there for another hour, we could have killed another 18. I mean, they were just all over the place. And, again, I've, I haven't i have been to other places, but the guides they had and the way they set it up and, you know, the way they were doing it, I mean, I got to assume that was probably top-of-the-line oh, teams yeah. they had there. Uh, I mean, he just he was very knowledgeable, very friendly, and uh, was educating – while at the same time shooting and being kind of active. So, you know, versus just getting out there and be like, fire, 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 get ready. I mean, he was very educational, um, and I think that's what made it a little bit more intriguing was kind of understanding, like, he was like, don't, he was like, have your hand on the the butt of the shotgun and, you know, don't be jumping up when you see the ducks because they can see every little movement. He was like, watch this one right here. This one's going to warn his buddies. He 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 saw us. And I'm like, get the hell out of here. That duck doesn't even know what day it is. He can't see it down here. But, I mean, sure as shit, you could hear him just calling away behind the blind. And next 40 minutes, we didn't see another duck. And then he went off, and you could – he's like, oh, okay, there he goes. And then another wave came in, didn't have a warning, and they swooped right on down by the decoys, and boom, boom. I mean, it was uh, – and the guy who was with me had never shot a gun either, so oh, for really? us to kill our limit, I mean, was I don't know, they you know, beginner's luck. There was a couple other guys who were in a tougher area who didn't see as many ducks, but everybody came home with ducks.
0: So, so wait, so he never shot a shotgun either? No. Oh man, I didn't know that.
1: Uh, I mean, when I say never shot, you never shot it live, moving. Okay, objects. so so we had literally shot for the first time uh i can't even think of the name of the facility down in dry ridge elk creek yeah thank you yeah. Uh, we were shooting skeet for the first time that's the first time we shot period (laughs) so i guess that's the cool part is i don't want to say you don't have to be good to uh hit things um, but it was definitely an activity you know the one thing that turns me off about deer hunting is i've heard you all too many times say i was out there for eight hours from 3 a.m until you know 11 a.m and getting ready and i didn't see a damn thing (laughs) Yeah, that's not exciting for me. Um, But, I mean, we saw all kinds. And, again, could it be where we were and how we did it? But i tell you what. When I posted the picture of the ducks, I didn't realize realize how many of my damn friends duck hunt. Because I probably had 20 people reach out, and they're like, oh, I can't wait to take you. I was like, how long have you guys been secretly Elmer Fudd behind closed doors? And I didn't realize it. Because, I mean, it was people I had never – like, Spatch was like, oh, I'm going down in two weeks to duck hunt, yeah. and i'm like when the hell two years
0: Actually, ago he, he so he so i, I want to say i think i was deer hunting and i was in my stand and i got a text from him and he's like hey i'm goose. he's like i just killed a goose and he's like i want to i want to cook something with it do you have a recipe and i'm like when did you start hunting and he he's like he's like i'm Goose hunting on the Ohio River. I'm like, Have you ever done it? No, man, I've never done this before. He goes, This is fun. He goes, I really like this. Waterfowl hunting is one of those things. It's a lot like golf, it's a lot like bourbon. You get consumed by it. Guys who love the waterfowl hunt yeah, love to waterfowl hunt, and it's expensive.
1: I guess the, the funny part of it all for me was so I show up, and again, these. This manufacturer has been taking clients out there for years, um, and I show up, and we're in this reserve area, the duck reserve, uh, where we first set up before we went to Five Oaks, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, you know, we're having our, you know, our, our cook make uh, f- fondue. The cheese? And, and made fondue and chili and all kinds of stuff, and I'm sitting down, and I'm like, all right, let's eat. And you know, I mean, you've tried to, you know, you've tried to get me to eat deer for years. <laughs> years. So I sit down and I'm trying to do this chili and with all this stuff, and they're like, "Oh no, put it in this bowl, do it this way." And they're like, "How's the duck chili?" And I said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> they're like, "Oh, you're eating duck. Figured if you're going to be shooting them, you should be eating it." And I said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I got to eat duck while I was at it. And They sent me home with some some of the duck meat that uh, I shot, which was. <laughs> Interesting. Needless to say, that did not get eaten. Uh, it's Yet. in a freezer. Yeah, freezer somewhere, <laughs> marinating, I guess. But uh, yeah, I just, I think the part that I liked about duck hunting is it felt more competitive. Mm-hmm. I guess because it was so consistent. I'm a very competitive person. You know, whether it's cornhole or sports or betting or whatever, maybe. But uh, it was, um, it was more interactive, I guess, than just sitting. Now. Again, I've heard, well, you know, I think you were out there on a great day because there are days when you go out there and, like your buddy said in Stuttgart, you know, you don't see a duck. And I'm like, you know, that's where you would lose me. But, I mean, where they were, it would be physically impossible to not shoot something.
0: Right. And But, like, one of the cool things about waterfowl hunting is that – You don't have to like sit quietly the entire time. Like, you can sit there and you can joke around. And like, you go to the South, like in other areas outside of that area, like in Louisiana, they've got like, you know, 30 foot blinds that have like kitchens in them and that kind of stuff. And they're cooking breakfast and stuff in there. And like, they're just cutting it up and yucking it up the entire time. And like, okay, we need to quiet down. Here come a group of ducks or here come a group of geese. But, you know, reality being with that kind of stuff is bird hunting in general is a hell of a lot of fun because you don't have to just sit and be quiet. You're either up walking or there's a lot of action or... <laughs> live lot <you>, of action. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, even like the, the shooting of the gun, you know, it wasn't a fear. It wasn't a it wasn't a non-interest. It was just not, I guess, around growing up. Right. I mean, for those of you wondering, yeah, I mean, I'm very much on the, uh, like I said, not camping, not nature, and it's not even shooting the gun in like hurting animals and stuff like that just wasn't an i guess an option but it's something that i would recommend everybody doing at least once is going down and hitting up that area if you do like to hunt Uh, i know everyone's like oh you know i do it around here and we can do it more local it's different down there yeah i mean again the guy the guy who was down there with us had the best analogy i could give he goes. This is. He goes. If you like to golf, this is Pebble Beach. Yeah. This is like playing Bevel, Pebble Beach golf course. He goes. This is a once in a lifetime situation. And again, they were real high up on this Mississippi Flyway and stuff like that. And you know, <laughs> I'm like, is this during the Mississippi? You're like, you are in the Mississippi Flyway. I was like, wow, don't hold back. And the minute I, I mean, I was calling. The minute I called it a bullet for the remainder of the trip, they're like. Hey Vince, you had a bullets over there, and I'm like, eh, very funny. A bullet, and then sure as shit, though, my guy was like, "Let me get you guys some bullets." I was like, "That's what I've been saying, get some bullets." And I hadn't said it in front of him, so screw everybody who calls it a shell for the over under. But uh, yeah, they they had options for the guns. Um, I had shot, um, you know, single barrel pump action. Shot the over under. Uh, Use a semi auto too, right? She used a semi auto uh, the week before at that Elk Creek place. And over under is by far uh, the move uh, there. Um, now, is there a difference? I'm going to ask and sound ignorant. Semi automatic over under. No. That's right. So there's, what's there's the just,
0: difference? So a semi a semi automatic is. Um, so it's typically. I don't know, they, Someone may have made a, a semi automatic over under, but that would mean that you would have to. I well.
1: I never cocked my gun. If that's what you're leaving, So toward. so okay so for an over under I never cocked my Okay gun. then yeah
0: you had a semi automatic semi yeah. automatic over under I
1: so had uh I don't want to put it
0: Do you have three did you have three, three shells rounds. Yep. three rounds Yeah So did and you do
1: that in over under n- No So no we didn't have three So no you No the night before with the geese With the with the semi auto We had three Yeah and we were just firing away on the one goose that we did see um but the next for the ducks we did have the uh the over under but i mean you know having that not having to like and you know keep firing i mean it was just rapid fire i mean just one two and shoot
0: well that that's the way to go if you're if you're duck hunting or or waterfowl hunting or i mean dove hunting tool is is good for that but i mean if you're you know hunting other types of birds and that kind of stuff typically you'll have an over under or a single shot or a pump or something along those lines
1: yeah. And the blind, I mean, the blind they had set up was like a little, <laughs> it was like a baby mini cabin. I mean, we pulled our boat into it. it had oh, little, really? a little section you pulled right in, hopped off the boat, pulled in. And it was like, uh, you know, a, a dugout for baseball. Okay. And you had a bench and just sat there and, you know, had your gun, had, they had gun, uh, shotgun rests and basically just rested the barrel on there and you just had your hand on the butt of the shotgun ready to grab the trigger. And all you do is lift it up with your left hand and start firing so i mean it was very chilled and laid back uh while we were waiting i again i can't get over the dog i mean the the way the dog behaved and was trained and he was telling us it was a a competition dog for that type of stuff that i mean that dog again in freezing temperatures didn't phase him never not listened he was on the boat you know doing everything that the uh the guide said it was just it was an overall was an experience for those who don't like to hunt, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to your podcast are very <laughs> passionate hunters. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like if you got buddies, the way to get them involved is to get them out there on skeet. In my mind, because skeet's repetitive, and you can be com- uh, you can be competitive. repetitive and be competitive. Yeah. And then if you pitch it to them that it's like that hunting, I would definitely start out. I haven't been deer hunting yet, but I would definitely start out. Bird hunting or something with some rapid uh, targets. Again, you know the way you guys describe deer is very patient, <laughs> and I don't have that. Uh, so yeah, the, the the duck hunting and the bird hunting or, um, yeah, rabbit hunting. I would assume would not be like that. Ra- so,
0: rabbit. Well, rabbit hunting. I mean, to a certain extent, you have you're you're either. Go on a kick and brush, or you are, you're running a dog, and the dog, like, you'll walk, and you're following the dog, Then dogs will kind of run rabbits or whatever, and then one will shoot out, and then you'll tail it, and you'll shoot. But Gotcha. Same with, but, I mean, bird hunting is a completely different animal, but I, I like the, you know, when you describe this whole thing to me at first, and you're like, oh, I'm going to Elk Creek to shoot skeet. I'm like, why are you going to Elk Creek to shoot skeet? I'm like, well, I'm going to Arkansas to shoot ducks in jan- right. January. I'm like...
1: What? you got to practice somewhere. <laughs> now, mind so, you, I married a woman from the... What's, what's hills. The, the, movie? the Hills. Well, well I mean, uh, where she lives is where they filmed, uh, or what's, Coal Miner's Daughter, I guess. Yeah. The movie is about someone from Whitesburg, Kentucky. Loretta Lynn. So, luckily, I used... <laughs> yeah, my wife hates me because I didn't know who that was. <laughs> but uh, uh, her father, my father-in-law, he basically gave me shooting 101 before I went uh, skeet shooting. And he walked me through everything, you know, step by step. And again, he was... There's guys out there who are like, "Here, take this gun. Fire. Point point this end at something and pull trigger." I mean, he was very much like, "Hey, you know, these shells spray like this. This, you know, this gun is made for more precision and, you know, target shooting versus just, you know, dominating a deer from, you know, X amount yards out." So, it was nice to get that kind of uh tutelage beforehand. And again, this is not something that I have shown any interest <laughs> in and if it wasn't for work mind you i my ass was not going but now that i went it's like when i got waiters and i got stuff and i'm ready for you know the next guy to call or the next year's trip and be the guy who makes fun the so who walks in and doesn't know what you know the mississippi flyway is and you know calls a shell a bullet and <laughs> you know you kind of get uh sort of you know uh arrogant or conceited about you like oh you've never been duck hunting you don't know what you're missing you <laughs> this is all the good stuff but it's it's uh it's definitely an experience that i would highly recommend to everyone um i don't think if you're one of those guys like rick who likes to introduce people to new things if you got buddies who aren't into duck hunting or hunting in general I think uh, skeet shooting and duck hunting and stuff like that is somewhere, something that you can get them to where they start getting contagious and they will go sit in a tree stand for, you know, X amount of hours just mm-hmm. to have the, uh, you know, the mentality of trying to land the deer. Now, again, one thing I cannot iterate enough is I didn't have to do. You didn't have to gut. You didn't anything. have to, <laughs> you I had didn't to pick up the dead bird. Anything <laughs> but shoot. You know, a lot of my buddies don't take dogs duck hunting and i don't know how the hell that would even be possible without a fishing pole don't don't just stop (laughs) just stop but i mean uh even setting up the decoys and stuff i mean that that setting up the blind and the decoys the guide said took three and a half hours yep that would turn someone off like me very quickly if i had to put that kind of energy into the situation which is why i think the i mean you got to look at five oaks like a resort yeah in my mind i mean they did everything the guide showed up you woke up and he said you're on my team here's where we're going here go get in the truck go get in the suv loaded up the weapons and on onward we went we didn't have to bring our own guns i mean they supplied are you serious everything i they supplied everything so everything was in the cabin i mean it was like a little arsenal they had a little armory in the back and they're like what do you like to shoot and they basically just let you pick and i was like i don't know you tell me what you think i should shoot Handed me the over under. We went with the over under. I mean, there were other guys shooting, you know, uh, twelve gauge single barrel pump action. And I mean, we all shot twelve gauges, but for some reason, that pump action sounded like a bomb was We could hear exactly where they were mm-hmm. when they were shooting, and ours were like ping. <laughs> so was like,
0: I was gonna ask that. Like, you probably don't know, but do you know what kind of shells you were you were using? We're you using steel. We're you using bismuth. We're you using TSS.
1: I was using stuff that killed stuff.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, I, mean I, I, you know, I tried to study for this test that you were going to give me, and I was trying to find a picture of uh, the weapon that they gave us and all this good stuff, and I could not for the life of me. I mean, like I said, I couldn't find one of the shells, mm-hmm. um, and I wish this was closer to when the trip was because, like I said, my father-in-law was teaching me all about all that shenanigans. I do not remember what we were shooting. All as I know is when we shot, you couldn't hear our over unders that much, and there was no kick. And they let me shoot one when we got back to the the cabin, or what they were shooting. And I don't know if I just wasn't holding it tight enough. I thought it blew my shoulder out. So, but the, I I mean, there was zero kick from the over under. I mean, I probably I'm not gonna say I could have held it one handed <clears throat> and extended it out because it would have flipped back into my face. But there was n- nothing compared to. And per what they were telling us, there really shouldn't be a difference. A 12 gauge is a 12 gauge. But yeah, but there like, there's difference. different weight. There's
0: different weights of guns and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So some people, some 12 gauges weigh more, depending upon what kind of shell you're using. It's going to kick more, depending upon how you know the gun is made. It's going to kick more. There's there's tons of different variables that go along with that. Kind some of
1: crazy stuff. asshole brought a double barrel <laughs> shotgun that looked like the Terminator when he's riding on the motorcycle and... <laughs> part two and i mean he was out there just blowing targets up to smithereens and skeet so it was uh it's something i highly recommend so now because
0: i tried to get you to go on a camping trip with me and some of the other guys in august and i've talked about this before uh it ended with two of the guys leaving early yeah because they had way too much fun Behind, uh, next to the campfire the night before, and when I woke up to go fishing the next morning, they were still up listening to Willie Nelson and playing Clue. Um, so
1: do you think at some point, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> so let, me, let me be crystal clear on this for you, uh, listeners out there. The notice I kept saying resort <laughs> with what we were doing, I had a hot shower. Number one, Five Oaks had heated bathroom floors. Again, I can't explain to you how nice this place was. Um, Way above my pay grade. But uh, camping, (laughs) I don't want to put this politely for your your team out there. Not fun Um, for you. It's not about not fun. Uh, I need running water and a live shitter, (laughs) and I'm not shitting in the woods, and I'm not pooping in uh, an outhouse. So that's not how my body was trained or works. And so – uh, you want me to go camping? Uh, park a camper next to your all's tents. I'll sleep in the camper with you know plumbing. And oh, I can arrange enjoy, that. You guys can enjoy the outdoors. That. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of you know the boys getting together and just kind of shooting the shit, similar to uh, what we're doing right now, but more in like a uh, casual setting with the boys. Like you said, playing Clue in the in the dark doesn't sound exciting, <laughs> but you know I always picture um, Stand by Me. And they're out there talking about the most off the wall, and they weren't even drunk. But uh, off the wall things like, you know, Pluto's, you know, Goofy's a dog. He's definitely a dog. You know, I, those are the moments that you remember when you go on trips like that. Again, like even the duck hunting, the drive there and the drive back um, with a guy from my company. You know, there's a lot of things we talked about uh, that I think makes those trips really memorable, kind of the camaraderie, if mm-hmm. you will. So that's why camping has semi intrigue. Um, but then you throw like wiping my ass with leaves out there and (laughs) and then you lose me forever. And I don't care what you guys say. It's like, Oh, we're good in the same place where all these other people are. Yeah. It's still, no, it doesn't make it any better. (laughs) Makes it actually worse that there's 20 people camping using the same outhouse and I got to share. So, uh, yeah, I don't see camping, uh, in the future anytime soon, unless you got an RV, <laughs> an there's an RV, <laughs> so don't
0: go falling in love with it, Clark. When we leave here next month, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh I can't imagine doing that—camping and hunting at the same time. Is that normally what you guys don't do that? I mean, you hunt, you go out there for what eight hours and you call it a day?
0: Um, depends. uh So I do deer camp every year with my dad. But that's like you go out, you hunt in the morning, what we, we would be like defined as like the morning session, and then you go back to the cabin, hot shower, like yeah, you have a facility, cabin. you have a cabin. Like if, I, if I'm going on a fishing trip, we have my parents' camper, we'll stay in the camper. But for that trip specifically, we camped, and like there's bathrooms running water and that kind of stuff. But, um, Again, like, you're, you're you're not, like, in the nicest amenities, especially if you like temperature control and that kind I of mean, stuff. Yeah. So, like, August, when we went and fished Cumberland, it was 95 with humidity, so it felt like 110 in the sun. And it was, it was just not a real well-thought-out trip on our end, but a lot of fun. At the same time, though, uh, in terms of, like, going on any other type of, like thing like you're talking about Chris and I talk about this all the time there's a big difference some guys like love roughing it they, like, they just do and there's some guys who aren't really interested in all that kind of stuff and like to go and have that kind of stuff set up for them. and there is nothing wrong with any of that because you can
1: say the word pansy it's okay like he's, <laughs> he's 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 really pussyfooting around the term right now No, not at all no, not at all yeah
0: I mean I mean if, if I, I've told you before if I got an invite to go there and do what you did, I would drop everything that I possibly could to go to that because that is literally a bucket list item for a lot of people to go and do because it's something that you like you're going to Arkansas to hunt ducks you know it, it's so they they describe the flyways to you there's there's the eastern the Mississippi the mountain and then the Pacific Flyway mm-hmm. It would be like going to North Carolina to hunt ducks when they're coming through or i don't even know you know really in the in the mountain flyaways you got to get down like around the rio grand delta and that kind of stuff but anytime you ever hear somebody talk about waterfowling arkansas arkansas arkansas
1: yeah and it, there was nothing out there no, i mean nothing, nothing out there in arkansas
0: cornfields in water river ducks
1: yeah that's it i mean <laughs> and you know that leads me to the next i mean to kind of the next thing you're talking about like with fishing I don't know if you could talk me into fishing. Again, that's- Really? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a lot of things and I'm not ADHD and I'm not knocking anyone who is. I just don't have the patience Mm -hmm. for that type of stuff. And again, I find it to be, maybe I was just very, very lucky and able to get that one experience in and be like, no, man, when we did it, we did it the right way. Mm -hmm. We got all these ducks, we killed our max. I mean, the two newest guys out there killed the max versus everybody else killed about half. So maybe it was just our area. Maybe our guide was just that good at calling ducks. But I just can't imagine having that kind of patience to sit around. You know, I got buddies who fish every weekend in competitions and tournaments. And I'm like, I don't know how you have a tournament for that. You know, to land the biggest fish and so on. And to me, that's not consistent enough. Consistent activity enough but that's why i keep going back to skeet i mean yeah. skeet makes me elk creek makes me want to get a shotgun mm-hmm. and have it just to go down there and shoot whenever oh it's great isn't it i mean it was well the way they described it was like a <clears throat> golf course and they had different holes yep and you basically shoot uh 10 targets per hole and then you add it up to the, i mean they got like a 40 foot uh stand and you can shoot at different angles and stuff like that and every every skeet shoots in a different direction some are simultaneous some are alternating i mean it was it was definitely something that you know you could take a bunch of buddies down and uh do for you know cheap and Mm -hmm. you know enjoyable yeah i just uh i don't know if i can get behind the uh (laughs) the fishing and the camping aspect but the roughing it a lot of guys you know it's about going out there and being i don't even want to say at one with nature but you know not having to deal with the phone and the busyness of everyday life, you know life moves pretty fast mm-hmm. as they say, and out there it kind of stands still for just a moment, and you get to enjoy it and just feel the breeze and stuff like that and enjoy nature yeah you 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 lost me there uh, <laughs> uh so but you know for some people they they love it that's why the camper trip sounds intriguing when you got a bunch of guys out there, but if it's just you know two or three uh little different you're getting you know five six ten guys out there and they're all having a good time and you got a few guys who don't like to hunt some that do and some who are diehard then i think you got a good mix that was probably a tough trip for you being one of one who truly yeah
0: yeah that 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 was one where i got to camp early set up camp they showed up i had been fishing for two hours already by myself and then storm rolled in we split firewood, which, uh, to his credit, Peyton is an excellent firewood splitter. <laughs> Dude split every piece, did not realize he had it in him to do that. And for those of you who are wondering, Peyton is a guy I went to college, we went to college with. He maybe weighs, what, a buck 60? Soaking and wet. Rail thin. Soaking um, wet. And he is just absolutely mauling these uh, <laughs> logs with a with an ax. <laughs> that's
1: called built up, <laughs> up frustration is what that's Exactly.
0: Called. So, um... I went. I mean, I I told them when we went on the, when I scheduled the trip. I'm like, guys, I'm going to fish. Like, I don't know what your plans are, but like, I'm going to fish. And they're like, oh no, we're gonna go fish. So I get I bring like you, you can see it all over there. I got all my fishing equipment. I bring it down there and it, we went fishing the first night. And then they stayed up drinking, had a rough morning. Right. I went I went fishing, uh, came back to camp, cooked breakfast. Thinking, oh, okay, stick to their ribs a little bit. No. Nope. They they fished for about an hour in the middle of the day, and then it was like, uh Is it you,
1: fun for <clears throat> avid hunters to take or hunters or campers to take people who don't do it? I think
0: it is. I mean for how, me it is. How? Because you get somebody out there doing something they've not ever done. Think about it from the aspect of like like taking someone to a baseball game or teaching them how to play baseball.
1: Yeah, have you like, ever taken your wife to a baseball game, Pants? Yes, And you I had have. to explain every out to her and I or why a strike I, is a strike. So, how how <laughs> thank God my wife doesn't listen to this. How in the world does that sound enjoyable? I, but I know uh, <clears throat> as you are as a human, you know, uh, you know your personality is you love to uh, teach people and give people the opportunity to right. new experiences. But at some junction, I got to assume it's like <clears throat> you're out there, especially if you're out there deer hunting and you're going out there for, you know, big bucks and, you know, things like that or, you know, like my buddy who does the fishing, Jeff Setters who does the, uh, the camping or yeah. the camping, the fishing, fishing for yeah. tournaments, you don't want a guy who doesn't know what the hell he's doing.
0: No, but there's a difference between – Taking them out doing something like that, and knowing if before I go, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So, like if, if I'm if I'm taking somebody fishing or if I'm taking somebody hunting, I've taken two or three people hunting with me and and just like on my own, and I tell them all the time beforehand. Listen, I need to see how you handle a gun first. I need to know. I need you to listen to what I'm going to tell you to do. Right. And this is how we're going to do it. <clears throat> if you want to do it a different way, okay. But um. Just so you know, this is the way that if you're coming with me, we're going to do this. Can you
1: still enjoy <clears throat> yourself though the same way you would hunting with say your dad or Will?
0: Uh no. I mean, I mean, it's that's diff- my point. It, I it's guess. different because at, at that point, it's a it's more of a teaching, guiding type thing. Right. Like it, I I know I know damn good and well. Like in in my own head, when I take somebody out, like it's like watching my kid play a video game. But it's like if you would just do this. You would be successful, right. and and it, it's it's hard to watch sometimes, but that's part of the growth that everybody I think has to go through with anything they do in life. Is it enjoyable? Yeah, because when when it does all click, I think it's the greatest thing in the world. Like for for instance, my wife uh, fished very minimally before she met me. She went uh, on a fishing trip with me and my family, and we took her out, and she did not know what she was doing. Everything clicked, and she caught one of the biggest fish of the trip. Mm. And to me, that was one of the coolest things. like, oh, my gosh, you finally got it. And then next time she came down, she's like, when are we going to go do this? When are we going to do that?
1: I think the hook uh, for anyone who's trying to introduce someone, you really have no control over it. But the the lucky part of the game is, like you said, she caught one of the biggest fish. Therefore, she was hooked. We killed our max. Therefore, we were hooked. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can – what kills someone, you know, like I said – Now I have this huge disdain for goose hunting (laughs) because our, you know, the experience, and I mean, when I say we were in a trench, we were in a two foot trench sitting on a bench and uh, are the waiters. I mean, again, it was freezing (laughs) and we were probably thigh high in muck and, you know, water, ice cold water, I might add. And we were sinking lower and lower. And for goose hunting, you really can't move. And we bullshitted a little, mm-hmm. but, I mean, you're in an open field. <clears throat> yeah. That was awful. I mean, there's so, no— I mean,
0: you you were at least standing most of the time. No, we had a bench. Oh, you had a bench? Well,
1: they—you know, like the little benches, like you take out to a picnic. You know, a little little okay. white, almost like this this table here, but a bench version. But because we were in the trench, it started— where basically six inches of the leg were in the mud. By the time we were getting ready to leave, I mean, my <laughs> knees were up around my ears. I mean, it was like the whole bench was in the mud. And, I mean, we, you know, you go to stand up to shoot at the one goose that came swooping down, couldn't pull your foot out of the muck, so you're kind of like still halfway in the blind. You keep trying to poke your head out and find out what in the hell he's looking. I mean, it was just – it was an awful – experience for goose for geese whatever you want to say but i cannot speak highly enough about like i said the duck hunting aspect of it
0: see in that like goose hunting doesn't have to be like that because when i went when i was goose hunting when i was younger you would lay down like you'd lay down and you'd kind of like again against maybe the bank or something like that and you wait for the goose to pass and you'd stand up and you'd shoot it but i mean these are canadian geese would come in like by you know the hundreds like where where we used to go so it's like as a kid again high volume right you 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 have an easier success and that i think that's my that's my thought is like when someone says i want to try hunting the first thing i always say is like we're going squirrel hunting and they're like i don't want to kill i don't want to kill tree rat i'm like no 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 like you yeah. don't understand we're going to walk through the woods and you're you are going to have a you're gonna have more opportunities to shoot. Right. You're gonna. Have, you don't want it. Fine. I'll, I'll gut it. I'll do whatever you want. And you can do. You know. You can put it in my freezer. Right. You know. Whatever you need to do with it, I'll mark it with your name. But the reality of that is, is that you want to introduce people like that to higher volume stuff because it's just. It's like my four year old. If I don't have a ro- if I don't take him somewhere, he's gonna catch a ton of bluegill. I ain't gonna be able to go fish. If right. I want to do the fishing that I want to do. I got to find something that he's got to be able to do at the same time. And when you're teaching somebody that kind of stuff, it's fun and normally um, small game is the small game or bird hunting is the best way to introduce somebody to that. Yeah. Big game big game hunting is a completely different animal. And Chris and I discuss this all the time is that when you go big game hunting, like your your success rate goes way the hell down. Just, it just absolutely does because of the way animals move. Unless you're on some big, god awful farm that's got hundreds and hundreds of deer, you know. Past shooting ducks and doves and geese and pheasants. Sorry, did you say doves? Doves. Yes.
1: Okay.
0: That's nice. Yeah. Don't don't worry. Well, I'm
1: (laughs) shooting again
0: again. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. at some point, this this buyer may take you on a dove hunting trip if he if he likes going <laughs> to the south at all. I,
1: I, I <laughs> no, the answer is no. I'd rather shoot pigeons in New York City. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I just I, I I guess the point of this whole, you know, sitting down and you know getting on your podcast with you yeah. is, you know, I know the way. I know a lot of people who were on that trip were very adamant about getting new people involved. Yep, you could tell they were wanting to open up kind of the idea of, Hey, anybody can do it. Yep. Anybody can enjoy it. Anybody can do X, Y, Z to be not great at it, but good enough to enjoy the experience. And so, I mean, I'm definitely, uh, me and the other gentlemen are definitely living proof that, yeah, you don't have to be an avid hunter. You should definitely be, you know, open and, you know, kind of, it, it, willing to try new things and like you're saying, I think small game is the move, but it's also high risk, high reward, right? I mean, if you're going to go out and tell me like, what you know, a ten point buck is that a big thing? Is that yeah, a big thing? It's, a, it's a nice. So, you know, it's like, hey man, we're going to go out there and we sit out there for six hours, but the goal today is to get a ten point buck, and it's like, you know, and you got to be really skilled, and you know, that becomes more of a challenge down the road. Of, you know, I don't think you could do it. I don't, you know, I don't know if you could handle this it's like oh okay you know a little bit of a challenge or whatnot again like with alice and your wife you yeah. know take her fish and she lands the biggest fish it's like kind of it's better to be lucky than good sometimes yes because then they get hooked <laughs> um and they want to do it all the time right i mean i it's been two months now and i've kind of lost my uh my lust for it if you will when i came back and all those guys were writing me i mean i was almost planning I was looking up pricing at Five Oaks. I was like, man, I wonder how much it is to take a group of our buddies down there. It's not that long of a drive. We can get down there real quick. We can check this out. I mean, I was that enthralled by the experience. And then a part of me is like, "Eh, I almost don't want to taint it and go down there and not shoot anything. But again, you know, it, it, it would be, I'm still kind of in the mentality of, yeah, I'll do it locally. I'll do it, you know, far away. I'm still a big fan. And I- I hope everyone listening has a buddy like me and they they keep doing what Pants is doing and try to you know coerce them in some way shape and form to go out there and give it a shot cuz I think they will be highly and pleasantly surprised yep. at how much fun they <clears throat> have and you know you know again it's you know the older you get too it's like man you got to try new things before it's too late <clears throat> exactly so that was the other part of it too well, and, so. you know,
0: you and I both have boys, you know, around similar ages yeah. and, you know, given where where your wife's from, I just have this sneaking suspicion that it'll come up eventually of dad. Take me hunting. Um, right. You know, it it, it it I Harrison talks about it all the time already. But, you know, it, it, it's fun. It's neat. And I think, like you said, while the while the luster is worn off a little bit for you. It's still something that you think about. Now, I, I I am all about going and trap and skeet shooting. I love it. Uh, the issue right now is obviously ammo shortage and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, you and I are going to go at some point. Yeah. Like, uh, you, the you,
1: father-in-law, <clears throat> I guess, and you know, brought that to my attention. Is like, yeah, I can't get shells anywhere, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was an issue. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Yeah. Again, it's you know, you. Y- y- You hear these things and, you know, six months ago it would have meant nothing to me. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, well, how the hell? You know, everybody's hoarding all the shells right now. So it's just, it's interesting, again, you know, how deep you can get into that type of hobby or Mm -hmm. interest. Um, To me, a gun was a gun, a shell was a shell, and, you know, a shot was a shot. Versus now it's like very methodical, different shells for different situations, Mm -hmm. more precision. He's like, hell, you could shoot from here. And because of the disbursement of the beads, the BBs, you would be bruised from this far out versus if I shot you at this shell, <laughs> i put a hole in you. And it's like, you know, it's crazy to think about how they disperse. <clears throat> it's more for a wide, you know, to hit yep. that big game for a little bit further away. And then there's target shooting. Yeah. And so he's very much a target shooter. And, you know, going out there and, you know, doing it for money. And it's something you don't need. You got a good set of land. You don't need to go to somewhere special and do it. Just yeah. go out in your own backyard, your own farm, and go out there and shoot. I mean, hell, he, uh one of our buddies just bought a skeet puller. Really? What the hell that thing's called? Yeah. So uh, a skeet thrower. Yeah. Mark bought one. Just really? For the farm just to throw skeet. I didn't know he has farm. Doesn't have any skeet. <laughs> yeah, he bought a farm out in like Bracken County, Falmouth. Yeah. Whatever the hell that is? Yeah. So he bought a. Him and his old man bought a split a farm out there, and he takes the kids out there. He's got a cyber uh, you know side by side and all that jazz and it's just like he goes out there and he's like he, I mean he when he came back from duck hunting he's one of those people who's like well I'm a hunter now here we go <laughs> here, here and he went out and bought all the toys and stuff like that so you know you have people who do that too so yeah i mean, I mean there's insane. there's
0: some people who get absolutely ate up with it like you like you, you golf you know a lot like mm-hmm. you know with, with with the group of people that we used to play ball with you you golf Um, I just like, it's one of those things where I like being out there and it's fun. Um, it is overly frustrating for me to sit there and whack a little ball and then like it to not go where I want. If I'm out shooting a gun, I know where that is going to go is where the (laughs) barrel's pointed. And, um, I, I, for whatever reason, like the patience to hit a ball, um, is a lot harder than the patience for me to sit in a tree stand for eight hours and, you know, wait for a deer to walk by. But, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things also, like you said, high risk, high volume. It can all be really good. And, you know, for anyone out there listening, I say this every week, take somebody out with you at some point. Right, Like, you don't know who you're going to introduce, and it's going to be a great thing for them for the rest of their lives. Um, you know, I I try to tell people to do this every year. Take at least one new person out. I took three people out last year, um, A.O. Peyton and Adam. And, you know, the honey the fishing trip went okay, obviously, but you know, I've seen like the joy of people who, you know, it's their first time going and doing something like that in a long time. And, you know, every state in the in the US through the you know, Department of Wildlife in, in your state has a triple R program, a recruitment, retention, and reactivation program. If you contact them, they'll be happy to send you information on how to get people back into the outdoors and stuff.
1: By the way, it was too easy to get a license. (laughs) I mean, it was too easy to get a license. Just go and buy it, right? To kill something. No, they did it at the resort. They basically just took your license and handed it back to you and said, well, you're licensed now. Now I get all kinds of stuff from Arkansas Wildlife that I really just don't need. But one thing, my recommendation is someone who is still a noob, if you will, but uh, before you take them out into the field to hunt, I highly recommend some sort of educational – conversation uh that i got from my father-in-law which was again a very big deal of the difference between the over and unders the single the pump action the semi-automatic etc uh to be able to understand and get a comfort level of what you preferred shooting and i know everyone doesn't have you know one of each but um it definitely makes them feel more comfortable than out of place. There's nothing worse than feeling like Vince Vaughn and Wedding Crashers, <coughs> and and, don't, and you don't have, and you're going out there, with Bradley Cooper, and you're like, just click clack, 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 clack. <laughs> and it's just you know, it, it gave me a, even when I went skeet, you know they were like doing the instructional of. Hey, here's what you do at Elk Creek and it was like, "Oh, I you know, I already know this. I understand this. Oh, okay, I understand. Semi-automatic versus over-under and, you know, I I understand this shell. Oh, I understand 12 gauge versus 20 gauge. Okay, and I understand we're going to be shooting right in front of it and kind of leading it. You know, those are the things that make guy, you know, <clears throat> anyone feel comfortable out there when they're hunting um for the first time, whether they see something or not. And then on occasion just let them shoot shoot some random shit. Just aim at that tree and just <laughs> Fire away, just to get that feel of you know you know the the power in their arms and whatnot it was again that was probably what got me uh feeling you know hooked was being able to be comfortable in my skin out there, and not feel that much of a degenerate if you will so
0: <laughs> well uh, and, and a lot of people view it that way when they're when they're not you know they're not in kind of like hunting or gun culture or whatever you know when you it, it feels like it's a big hurdle. But really, yeah. like, if, if you if you have somebody who's teaching you that kind of stuff and you're, like, it's a helpful teacher versus, like, what the hell do you mean? You Like, you never shot a 12-gauge? Like, no, yeah. I haven't. I have never shot one. So, you know, if you teach me how to use it and you teach me what I need to do, you're going to feel a lot more comfortable moving forward in some of this stuff versus thinking, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a failure at doing this right. or something along I those mean, lines.
1: I compare it to, like, skiing. If you don't know how to ski, tell someone. You know what I mean? Don't be that guy that's like, oh, yeah, I've skied. And they take you to the Black Diamond and you go down there and you basically die and hit a tree and do bad things and, you know, you know, lose all your skis and your sticks and all that good stuff. It's the same with, like, hunting. You know, it, it sounds very cheesy, but be somewhat vulnerable and, you know, receptive to feedback, criticism, assistance. Because, you know, the big thing about hunting is uh, that I took away is, I mean, man, you can kill someone. Yeah, huh. like all jokes aside, yep. I know avid hunters are like hell. That's crazy. And then other ones like you know, uh, the guys we had, they're like hell. Man, you got to be very careful out here. It takes one slip. You know, you're carrying a gun wrong. You point it down the ground, sticks in the ground. You trip, or it gets stuck in the mud. You go to fire that thing, and it's got barrel blows know, up. Oh, and it's all it's no bueno all around. I mean, very very receptive to what people are teaching you. And for the guys mm-hmm. listening, be very. Um, Willing to take the time to explain things and not just say, "Pick it up and shoot." You'll figure it out. It's how you end up like Ralphie and lose an eye. Uh, <laughs> it, no, it never ends well uh, for the new guy. So,
0: well, good ma- man. We've we've done an hour. Really? Yeah, we we've, we've done I an like, hour already. I like to, I like to talk. <laughs> so, so um, any any closing thoughts? Any concluders?
1: Uh to be honest, uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. It's pretty cool to know, be on a podcast about something that I really know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, like you said, it. Uh, I know the main goal for you here was to get uh, some of your listeners to kind of keep on doing the, uh, you know, what, what'd you call it, the three R's? Recruitment, yeah, retention, yeah, retention, and reactivation. You know, yeah. I mean, it's a big deal for recruitment, for anything. And um, if you can spread the word out there that, yeah, I mean, I don't think we painted the picture enough for you guys out there. Not only have I never shot, camped, Gone out in nature. I'm not a handyman. Can't do any of that stuff around the house. <laughs> very. I don't use tools. I mean, we're talking. If, if, if we're talking, very much on the. Uh, I'm not going to call myself feminine on public uh, public access here. Uh, <laughs> metrosexual. That was a thing back in the day. I mean, I'm very honest about. So I got soft hands here, so uh, they're not very. They're not very rough. You know, they're very, uh, very take, well taken care of. But you know, at the end of the day, it's like again. The minute you do that, I think a lot more people are interested in it, but they uh, they knock it more than accept it because they feel left out, and that's the knee jerk reaction is to, oh hunt, mm, you know I used to say pants what do you hunt deer a dangerous animal as a, a good comedian Simbad once said he's like you should hunt something that can hunt you back like with an arrow or a spear and if you miss it's coming back after you, you you, you make condescending remarks because you feel left out and you don't know what you're doing. Those are the guys who want to go the most, but they don't want to ask. They don't mm-hmm. want to. They don't want to give in. You know, they're being hard headed. Like, uh, oh, you know, I don't. I don't ever see my ass hunting and doing any of this stuff. Those are the guys who really want to go. You just got to make it sound semi intriguing. Again, for some guys, camping and roughing it isn't the move. Uh, high activity, high volume. Uh, you know, a lot of shots. That squirrel hunting, walking and shooting. Man, that's a whole new ball game. I'd love to do that. I oh love you the, will you're, I love you're the going one to chip dale right out of the <laughs> damn tree but uh yeah you know little quick closing remarks there but i appreciate you having me
0: well i appreciate you coming on man i'm glad we could finally sit down and do this and you know it's been two months post but uh definitely this fall uh we're going either duck hunting or squirrel hunting one of the two hell i may try to get you out for spring squirrel season I'm but down man let's make it happen all right well, guys, this has been Fueled by the Outdoors. I've been your host, Rick Cates. I've been joined by Vincent DeMiro, Vinny DeMiro, uh, this yeah. evening. And uh, it's been a nice time talking to y'all, and we'll talk at you later. Bye. And that will do it for our podcast today. Please remember to subscribe, like, review on all major podcasting platforms. We are available on Apple, Google, TuneIn, CastBox, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. As always, we are available for contact at theeliteoutdoors1 at gmail.com. That is theeliteoutdoors1 at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you next time.